episode of We Child Soccer. My name is Caleb Wilson. I'm here with, as always, with Sasha. Last name. I don't think I've ever learned your last name. <laughs> I don't think you need to. Um, oh, okay. I, I started. Yeah, I started a new job recently, and like my my boss's boss asked me about it, and I was I always give the witty response. I'm like, how do you say it? I'm like, carefully. <laughs> uh, I'm here with Sasha. Like, carefully. Yes. Um, I, that's weird. That's pronounced that way, but I'm not <laughs> Russian, so what do I know? <laughs> Uh oh, jeez, <laughs> yeah, just, just, just nowhere to go from just, that. Just right off the right off the rails, <laughs> straight into a tar pit. Uh, <laughs> speaking of tar pits, oh god, that's twice we, the, the the segue. But go ahead, yeah, please. Uh, we had a slow week this week in MLS. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, not a whole lot to talk about, really. So it's this, like, yeah, this is gonna be a weird episode. I'm gonna throw yeah. out there right now. It's gonna be a weird episode. We we got that natural roller coaster of like post game high and then disappointment without having a game in between. <laughs> Do not recommend. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> no, uh, no excuse to drink or you know, scream at the TV. Speak for yourself. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, that went double for me. So because both Minnesota's and the, the Sounders games were canceled, uh, Sounders were. Oh, well, let's go. Let's go over Minnesota first. Yeah, right? yeah. We had. Uh, ga- go ahead. We had games against Dallas and Chicago, uh, both which got canceled due to COVID cases on our team and prep staff. Yeah, we don't know. Uh, MLS does not uh, require teams to release the information of who tested positive, just, just that there were positive tests. So before the Dallas game, which was away at Dallas, um, two players or staff uh, tested positive, And then before Chicago, it was one more additional t- positive test. Um, they just announced, literally right before we started recording, that there have been no p- more positive tests um, in the past two days, which is good and looks promising for the game on this Sunday against Houston. Um, there are five games left total for Minnesota United, um, but the game against the Rapids, who we, sh- we should have realized this would happen. They had to play last year. Um, we play, we're supposed to play them on the 28th of October. That probably won't happen. Um, Major League Soccer, in consultation with the Colorado Dep- Department of Public Health and Environment, has postponed Colorado Rapids matches for the next 10 days. That was four days ago. Games against the Sounders, which Sashi mentioned uh, on the 14th. Real Salt Lake on the 18th and SJC on the 21st have been canceled. And we're just one week after that Kansas City game. We could be moving to a points per game system, a system that was used in the English lower leagues to determine their season and their final table. Um, could change this the standings a little bit. I think we would move up to fifth by points per game, and Dallas would move up to fourth and get a home game. LAFC would move down to sixth, and then by that, I didn't. I stopped paying attention at that point, but I do know that the Rapids would move into the playoffs. I don't remember who they would jump. Which kind of gives you a predicament if you have a team that jumps up into the playoffs but ha- can't play their play <laughs> right, games. Right. <laughs> so, right. You're in the playoffs, and but you can't play. But by points per game, you're better than this team, so we're just going to move you along to the next round. Like, what? what? No. <laughs> yeah. Eventually uh, you will play, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think we kind of dodged a bullet with that away game in Dallas, but then we, you know, I think we could have won the Chicago game. Yeah, Chicago at home would have brought two former Loons players, uh, one we all know, and uh, Francisco Calvo, 
damn him forever, I guess. Um, and then uh, Bobby Shuttleworth actually won the starting spot in goal in Chicago. So good for him, but I, I liked our chances in that game quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Poor guy wins another starting spot and Calvo is in front of him. It's like, ah, oh, I can't I can't escape you. I just can't quit you. <laughs> um, it's it's bad. Poor yeah. guy. I feel bad for so, him. But yeah, and Minnesota has a relatively easy schedule compared to other teams above us. So looking at it, you you want to play those games if you're if you're a Loons fan. And Ozzy's getting healthy. Um, Bjorn is back from international duty. He came back, I think, on Monday or Tuesday. So he has about ten more days, but he would be back for the tail end of the season, the very very end of the season. If there were games, uh, we should mention there was one other game if we forgot to mention before that was canceled. That was the Orlando and Columbus game. Orlando, I think that was where was where the uh, positive test came from. It's but they were on both sides actually. Was it yeah, both sides? Was, yeah, one on crew and two on Orlando. I think. But I think. Their teams have yeah. been cleared up since then. We, there's no more games been postponed, only just the one. So that's good. Um, also looking at the East, Toronto did clinch the first playoff spot um, so far this season. And who knows, they might be the only team to do so. <laughs> <laughs> just give them the trophy now, I guess. We'll have well, was it Seattle, yeah. Toronto, Seattle, and then Toronto again. And then Seattle will next year, and then we'll just continue to live in this Testadio, Canada, Hellscape. I, I think it's going to be a repeat of 2015 final. It's Portland Crew. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm, I'm, saying, I'm, I'm saying it right now. Yeah, um, the, the loons aren't going <laughs> to go far, I think. Uh, that might be bad to say, but the transfer window is closing soon, and you think that Minnesota needs to make another move. What do you think they need to do, Sasha? Uh, I think we, we should fill up the fullback position. Um, I know Debassi has been good in center back and left, and we have you know Chase there. We have Dotson; he can slide into the right if Metnair is injured. But I'd rather have if we get Ozzy back, have Ozzy with Dotson in the center, and have somebody else we can rely on to sub uh, Metnair off if things get bad. Like if we're ahead and we need to like make a defensive sub, at, you know, like yeah. yeah. Um, I I hear you. I disagree with you. <laughs> this is discourse. This is a civil discourse. You fucking idiot. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, uh, I think Billingsley, our rookie that we drafted this year, can play on the right-hand side. Although we haven't seen a lot from him. He uh, was on loan at Las Vegas. He also I think, had COVID earlier this year, which also isn't great. But if Bettner hasn't pl- can't play, uh, Dotson can fill in, or uh, Marlon Harris didn't play all the way up and down the right hand side. He's more attacking minded than even Roman Martinez is, yeah. so that's a little disconcerting. But Debassi and Botsi have been very solid in, in the center, and Aha is a great um, backup to those two guys, as we saw in the tournament before Debassi came in. Um, Gaspar and Debassi, I think it's a good tandem on the left. And then also Raheem St- almost a, almost called him Raheem Sterling. Raheem Edwards. <laughs> I do that every time. Raheem Edwards can play all the way up and down the left-hand side as well. Again, a little bit more attacking, but I think better defensively than Marlon Harrison is. Um, and if Jan can clear quarantine, that clears up that midfield spot, that, that Dotson might be put back on the bench or can give Ozzy a rest here and there. Um, basically, Ozzy coming back gives us so much more depth in the midfield. 
yeah. and so much more stability there and options because like Dotson, I well before the two games were canceled was getting pretty tired. You did you did tell Jatori was getting a bit tired, and then Jan coming back from overseas and traveling over there across Europe. Also, it, could be yeah. a little jet lag coming to his first game back, but um, maybe these two games canceled were blessing this guy to get some fitness back and some rest for the team. I don't know. I'm trying to look at the silver lining. I'm a dark cloud. That's what I do. Um, yeah. Speaking of Jan, Jan Gregus, we need to talk about... We didn't put this in the notes, but I remembered it. That goal, that the penalty kick he scored for yeah. Slovakia. Yeah, against Ireland. <laughs> yeah. The, the cheatiest of Penentas. <laughs> yes. And I'm going to explain this because I know most of our listeners know what a Penenka is, but Dad, I know you're listening. Um, <laughs> a Penenka is a, is a penalty shot where the play the taker chips it down the middle. It's very cheeky. It's almost like an insult to the goaltender and it's goalkeeper, sorry. And it's great. And John's was fantastic and like barely missed the top of the of the of the bottom of the crossbar. It was like the yeah. perfect potential. The goalkeeper got a hand to it and it was still it still went in. Um he should be- I wonder he probably is a, enough of a killer that he he'd try that in like uh, playoffs. Oh yeah, and I, I'd love it if he did and, and pulled it off because God, just he, humiliate anybody like that. You should just you should be your penalty taker and just do that every single time because the goal yeah. people would be like, you won't do it again, Willie, and dive. I'm like, oh, he did it <laughs> yeah, again. Right. Shit. <laughs> yeah, just see how long of a streaking going. Like like after three, at that point, his keeper's like, he's he's gonna fucking go for it again. That's when you just drill it right <laughs> in their face. Exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. Then the transfer window is closing for MLS. Then a little delayed this year because of COVID. LAFC, a team who is like right now, is in the fourth spot. In the playoffs, somehow they've been so poor since uh, the tournament. Um, they need a goalkeeper. They have four players injured. They have four players in post international duty quarantine. Oof, rough. Yeah, uh, yeah. And their last game of the season is against Portland, who is doing fine right now. They have you know Blanco out with an injury, but everybody else in their offense is scoring goals, and Valeria isn't slowing down. So. Yeah, Jeremy Bobsey. Damn, could have could have had him. Could have had him. Yeah. The one that had a what? One of now, multiple MLS players who have gotten away from Minnesota. Um, I'll just jump right to that. Tayden Clark, um, who came up through the Minnesota Thunder Academy, um, scored twice for New York Red Bulls in each of his first two games. Uh, Minnesota United somehow claimed the rights to him, even though he was at New York Red Bulls 2 and USL. He couldn't sign for the first team until a trade with Minnesota, and then as soon as he did, he... Fucking, he just became, I think, the, the newest Brendan Aronson, really. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's like two games in a row, this kid has scored, not just like just scored goals, but like amazing goals. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he can't score unless it's a banger. Like, yeah. He, he's he's the compliment to Hassan Dotson that we need. And yeah. the thing is, like, that he came up through New York Red Bulls, like, there's no way we're getting him from them. But back when you were in NASL or making that transition to MLS, the investment we could have done to buy the Minnesota Thunder Academy would have been huge and pro- and probably like team changing because uh, that's where Jackson Newell uh, came up through. He 
we tried to claim them as a home drone before our initial rookie dra super draft. He now just signed the uh, contract extension with San Jose. Caden Clark came up through Minnesota Thunder Academy. He could have been a homegrown player for Minnesota. And then Patrick Weah, who is a striker, I think, striker slash winger, who is uh, George Weah's nephew, and Timothy Weah's cousin, who plays for, I think, Lille and Lee Dunn. And there's, that, that's, three, that's three Academy products right there that could be first team transferred over to Europe for Buku bucks that were like, nah, not worth the investment. And yeah, that's, that's fucking that's so much bullshit. I think uh, former podcast host uh, Colin O'Donnell uh, put that online. That was like the biggest mistake that we made. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're, you're you're probably right. It hurts so bad to watch him play and do well, but it's also like, he's a Minnesotan. Good job, bud. Yeah, and but in like in in years where we've had like Toronto prospects and New York and Philly and Houston all going to Europe, it's kind of like shit. We we missed the boat. Yeah, and our, the one guy we got from our academy is Fred Emmings, which, no shade on him, he, but he's a goalkeeper, and those players tend to develop slower and also peak later in their career. So, he's not going to be like Brendan Aronson moving over to uh, Red Bull Salzburg as, at age 18, age 19. He's going to have to develop longer get first-team football, either here or in USL, as as younger before he can develop and become a great goalkeeper if he ever does. Um I mean the goal is to sell him overseas, but chances are with the goalkeeper is gonna be closer to twenty five, twenty six than where Aaron's is going know, over and is eighteen. Yeah. yeah. And he might go to like Fulham after they get relegated down. <laughs> <laughs> Again, for like by then it'd be what, the the, the ninth year? Because he's sixteen Jesus Christ, he's sixteen now. He was yeah. born in 2004. I was 12. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, DC and Sounders are fielding 17-year-olds from their <laughs> academies. Right. <laughs> who's our youngest, uh, who's our youngest player? Would it be Hassani? Or who's uh, actually playing? I think so. How old is Jacori? He's 25. Oh, he's 25? Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I just have the, the existential crisis, which I'm sure a bunch of our listeners are laughing at right now. So I'm, I'm 28. And <laughs> Sasha, how old are you? I'm going to be turning 30 in a couple of months. Oh, my God, so. you're so old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, I'm not Kai Kamara old, but also by 30, Kai Kamara had already been like, won a golden boot, I think. Oh, yeah. I'm by Kai Kamara here. <laughs> when Kai Kamara was 30 years old, he had like, he already played for six MLS teams and had over 100 goals. And... Yeah. Been in a couple of finals, so yeah. Jeez, <laughs> I think right now Jan is like my exact age, and then like Jatori's younger, Reynoso's younger. I mean, it was Mason Toy that we traded him. He was twenty-one, but I think I think it would be Dotson would be the youngest. Maybe Dane, maybe Chase, but Chase does look like he's thirty-five. So that, I, got, <laughs> I got that going for me. We, yeah, we, it looks we have, like he's 35, runs like he's 18. Yeah. <laughs> Chase and I have the same hairline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But are you... Are you I was going to say, if you're the same as, as Ian Gregus, why aren't you putting in Panenka's? Because <laughs> I retired from soccer at age 8. I got my particip participation trophy and then retired on top. Maybe age 7, actually. Just gonna, you couldn't keep up with Lucas L. Ryan, man. Yeah, I mean, I was it. just like... 
You know what? I peaked. <laughs> Got my trophy. It's fine. Played indoor soccer as a goalkeeper. Tons of fun. Yeah, that was about it. <laughs> we mentioned it before, but Brendan Aronson has moved over to Red Bull Salzburg from Philadelphia Union. Um, details of the of the transfer uh, were first reported by Jonathan Tannewald, who's the beat reporter over there in Philly. Um, Six million up front, plus three million in incentives, and a ten to twenty percent sell-on clause if he moves on. Um, should note right here that. Red Bull Salzburg is coached by former Red Bulls coach uh, Jesse Marsh, who is familiar with MLS and probably is very familiar with the youngsters around here. It's not surprising that he was the one to get Brendan Aronson in. Um, he is, what, 18? His younger brother just signed for the union. So I think Paxton Aronson. Yeah, Paxton, yeah, Paxton Aronson. So look for him yeah. too. Like, <laughs> yeah. So. Watch that space in Philadelphia for some future transfers. Also, Mark McKenzie, um, center back for them, young center back, is also doing some buzz overseas and didn't make it die down with just a hell of a goal. Sasha, take me to that goal, please. Just yeah, touch lower. Yeah, touch lower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the ball's like tracking back and he's, you know, way outside the box. I don't know what it is with those Philadelphia Union, but they're all snipers. Uh, <laughs> he just, he gets it perfectly curved in and there's no way the keeper's stopping it. Uh, could be could be goal of the week competing with Kenneth Clark. It could also be competing with goal of the year uh, that I think should be going to Jacob Glesnes, also on the Philadelphia Union defense, who got that great one against LAFC yeah, we back in March. Yeah, back in March. I done before <laughs> times. That was actually 75 years ago. Um, free kick from like way out. I remember that one, Jacob Glesnes. And then yeah. you see all of his teammates pissed that he took it on goal, then <laughs> extremely excited that it went in. Um, last bit of MLS news here before we move on. Uh, they, uh, uh, per Jeff Reuter of The Athletic and former ho- host of this podcast, uh, MLS isn't going to announce the reserves lead by the end of this week, so probably while you're listening to this, or maybe tomorrow, um, it'll be their second attempt to have a reserves lead. Um, this is what I think Minnesota has been waiting for instead of getting a USL club. Um, this reserves lead probably won't affect the USL championship that much as there are a lot of stable um, independent clubs could negatively affect USL lead one where I were uh, uh, sorry for a lot of Miami's uh, USL team plays and also Orlando's USL team play. So watch that space for that announcement. See how it affects the USL lead one and also when it'll be become in effect, because then the rosters for each team will become a lot bigger. We'll see a lot more players, I think, signed in Minnesota, which is exciting. Hopefully, some youngsters, like, I don't know, the future Jackson Newell or the future Tatum Clark can be in our reserves league. Or something. I don't know, man. Any thoughts on this? I mean, I I, I have hope, but it's just <laughs> a sliver of hope. Well, that brings us to, I think, our greatest segment ever. We've ever done great feedback on this. It's my surprise twist, surprise twins for Sasha this time about his favorite team, Minnesota United, NASL edition. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I got 10 questions for you. They're all about Minnesota United in the NASL days. There are no joke questions. They're all about NASL and Minnesota United. So don't worry. There's no surprise or weird or just funny questions. We're not a funny podcast, as I've been told by 
horrible people. Uh, question one. Where did Minnesota United play their games in NASL? Uh, that would be the National, National Sports Center, NSC, or Nessie as we like to call it. Correct. Who? Question two. Who was the highest scorer from Minnesota United in NASL? Was it Christian Ramirez? I think so. That's what I put as the answer. If I'm wrong, tweet at me. I don't care. It was either him or Pablo Campos. I'll, put, I'll, say, I'll say that. Oh, Pablo Campos. I saw, he showed up on my Twitter feed this week. Oh, he's awesome. <laughs> I love Pablo Campos. I, I saw him once. Uh, Taylor's freshman year roommate is, was a voice major and uh, was in a bunch of like musicals around here and had a musical she did at the St. Louis Park Jewish Community Center. She went to go support her, and I walked out, and I was, and Pablo fucking Campos was there. I'm like, huh. What's up, dude? <laughs> Just the most random place. All right, question. He played keeper as well, right? And scored goals? Didn't he? No, that was Jorge Campos <laughs> in MLS. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, question three. Which two players scored against Swansea City in the friendly? Ooh, so fuck. that was the game right after Manchester City Olympiacos. I don't. I'll oh, give you a hint. I was, I was at this game. That's the hint. <laughs> so, so you got a Panenka? No. Oh, I wish that'd be great. I, can't, I honestly don't remember because I didn't. I didn't attend it, even though I have the scarf from it. It was uh, Greg Jordan and Justin Davis. Oh, Justin Davis. I should not. Fuck, dude. Oh, okay. All right, question four: Which two supporters groups were most prominent at? At Nessie. And my uh, most problem, I mean, they had their own sections and like kind of the first two to have their own sections and stand and cheer the entire time. Okay. We're going to say Dark Clouds and Red Loons and not mention that other group. <laughs> it is TNE and Dark Clouds. I think the Red Loons became more prominent as when we moved to Allianz, as long as also with the Dark Glitterati, who are also one of the main four under. Um, the Wonder Wall. I just think of them as like uh, Hogwarts houses. Yeah. Yeah. So like Dark Clouds are probably Hufflepuff. Dark Literati, I'd say Ravenclaw. Red Loons, Gryffindor, and then TNE Slytherin. We agree on that? Yeah. No, Tweet at us. Which, you, which, you would, <laughs> which, <laughs> which Hogwarts houses you would sign to the four main Wonderwall supporters groups? This... Shout out to my favorite introverted supporters group, Shy Clouds. <laughs> I don't know if you're a person or a group because you're so introverted and secretive. Never met them. <laughs> Probably will never meet them. No. Also, this podcast has gotten so far off the rails since Notch <laughs> left, and I'm here for it. Uh, number five, what food truck at Nessie was my favorite? Uh, was it Anchor Fish and Chips? It wasn't. It was whatever, whatever one had the sushi burrito. It wasn't there that often, but it had a sushi burrito, and it was the best sushi burrito I've ever had at a food truck. The only one, but I, like, think I, yeah. I didn't have horrible, horrible summer flu after that, so like, it was really good. Every food truck was my favorite because, uh, you know, I was pretty blasted by the time I'm going over there at halftime. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Anchor is pretty good. Uh, the Pharaoh Zeros was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Potters. Oh, oh Potters. Pack. Potters. Oh, yes. Love Potters. <laughs> All right. Question six. Do you believe in a Scottish Lake monster? Of course. Well, that was, that's not the response. <laughs> that's not the response I should have. We all believe yes, in a Scottish Lake monster. Yes, we do all monster. believe. 
You're, you're right either way. Uh, question seven. When was the first modern sighting of the Loch Ness Monster? <laughs> modern? That's vague. Uh, I don't know. We'll say somewhere in World War One era, 19... I don't know, 1912? Uh, you were close. Kind oh. of. April 1933. Okay. You had the right end of the century, at least. Yeah. Question eight. The Loch Ness Monster featured in... Featured in a film starring which Lord of the Rings actor? Viggo Mortensen? Christopher Lee. Oh. Question nine. What public domain character did Christopher Lee play in that movie? Did he voice the Loch Ness Monster? No. <laughs> you want a hint? Yes. Uh, it's a public domain. It's basically, it, there was just a movie on Netflix released with the same character. Honestly, I don't know. He played Santa Claus. I don't know. <laughs> he played Mycroft Holmes. It was a Sherlock Holmes movie featuring the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> and he plays Sherlock Holmes' older brother. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. I did not recognize the actor who played Sherlock. And question ten, the final question: In 1933, Madame Weatherall claimed to have found footprints on the shores of the loch. What were the footprints made with? And the footprints were, were uh, uh, they were investigated by the British Museum of Natural History. What were they made with? Yes. Uh, 1933. God, I don't know what. <laughs> um. Weatherall was his name. If that <laughs> makes any difference. I don't know. I, 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 I'm going to say a keg and an umbrella. I don't know. <laughs> nope. I can't believe you didn't get this one. It's so obvious. It's a stuffed hippopotamus foot. So obvious. <laughs> and that has been How Well Do You Know Minnesota United NESL Edition. Where all questions were about Minnesota United. And no questions Clearly. were not about Minnesota United. <laughs> this is cruel. I, I love it, but this is so cruel. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, we're done. We're done with that. With that farce. With this nonsense. Every week, Sasha. <laughs> every week, this is gonna be happening. Yeah, it's it's out of the frying pan, which was like one question to like this. The the what is hell? <laughs> I mean, I enjoy making them. It's a Dante's Inferno's so riddles I'm with with, with keep, Caleb every week. <laughs> I'm gonna keep doing them because they're hilarious. So I'm mad they make you. Oh, <laughs> uh, I can't. My my face hurts from laughing so hard. So let's move on to. Uh, where I mean, you won't be smiling for this next bit of news. Uh, Portland Thorns win the fall series Porter Shield with their win over the OL Rain. Sorry, Sasha. Yeah, it has not been a good year for the Rain. You could say maybe their their reign at the top of the the table is over. It never really started, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean Portland Thorns are at, at the very top, and they've clinched the supporter shield. Uh, right behind them are the Dash and the Spirit. Oh, Rain are right at the bottom, below the Pride. Um, yeah, Rough. there's still one game left for the bottom of the table. Uh, I think was it Courage are going to be playing. Uh, Orlando and Reina gonna be playing Utah Royals, but even if those you know those two bottom teams get wins, they can't break into the top half of the table. Yeah, so there's two more games like you mentioned. One of them will be oh they're both tomorrow, but one will be on CBS. So if you 
need some mid-afternoon soccer, throw on the Pride and Oil Rain game. Uh, and moving on to the offseason for NWSL, uh, there's an expansion draft this year because Racing Louisville Football Club will join up with NWSL next year. That expansion draft will take place on November 12th, 2020. I still think that Los Angeles one will join the year after that. So that's our NWSL news. I do we figure out if there's going to be like a championship game or is I think I think it's Portland's going to be like the the champions of the fall series. I think is that right? Yeah. 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 yeah uh, on CBS during during halftime of the game, they will be awarded with the trophy in a ceremony at their stadium, I believe, um, Providence Park. So check that out as well. Um, Sasha, you have some closing notes on your homeland. Yes, at the top of the Russian Premier League table is Spartak Moscow. They're actually in second place, but they're tied for first with Zenit on points. Only difference is goal differential. And those two teams matched up this past week, and they got a 1-1 draw. So I'm excited Spartak might be able to break into the Champions League next year. Is that your is that your, is that your team in the Russian Premier yep. League? Yep, that is the team of the people Okay. Well, Moscow. Look forward to a quiz about them next week. Oh God. <laughs> there will be no questions about bears on unicycles i swear you're just gonna put like words up big how do you pronounce this <laughs> yeah, yeah that'll be great for an audio medium exactly <laughs> everyone will be confused play along at home <laughs> um just some final notes here about the champions league and the uefa slash countertaff slash COVID, I guess. Um, Champions League starts next week. Um, players who have returned from initial duty this week probably shouldn't be on, I don't know. They're in quarantine at their clubs now. Um, the UEFA Nations League this year is kind of a super spreader at this point. Yeah. It's yeah, nuts. I think they should have just foregone it and allowed you know Champions League to go on and figure out uh, Euro 2021 now, yeah. uh, I, later. I think, yeah, later when it was safer, at least. I do think the reason they did this weekend to, was to determine or determine the field for Euros 2021. I'm, I'm not 100% positive on that. But either way, there are places in Europe now that are spiking because of this, probably. Um, so maybe don't have any more international breaks until we're definitely flattening that curve we said we would back in March. Um, yeah, it seems also that UEFA and CONCACAF, despite having different approaches to how to bring their leagues and their national games about, are going to be in the same mess in 2021. Um, we obviously canceled CONCACAF Champions League. US doesn't have World Cup qualifiers right now or Olympic qualifiers, but we might still be in a mess in 2021 and not be able to play or if we choose to play it's just going to cause you know more trouble yeah and all the Olympic and World Cup qualifiers in 2021 like as you just said especially here in the USA could I don't know it could have some uh, negative effects on our qualifying as you pointed out in our well talking about through our notes uh, do, you, do you think there's a Huge disadvantage here for U.S. Yeah. players against yeah. versus like Canadian players who are 
doing better and uh, Mexican players and other countries who are maybe handling the virus better than we are? Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's it's unfair to say that our government's failures are going to directly impact our national team's ability to qualify for the World Cup. Because if, you know, Canada has a better approach, and, and so is Mexico, surprisingly, than us, if they have, uh, you know, everything more under the control coming in, and all their players can play, and some of ours can't, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the, the biggest thing to look at here is players coming over, coming back from Europe for qualifiers. So, like, if Pulisic or Weston McKinney, who did just test positive for COVID along with Cristiano Ronaldo, which we just talked about in just a moment. Um, they came back overseas to the United States to play for a week and a half and then go back to their clubs if the clubs would allow that, if they wanted to happen. And with the whole travel ban that <laughs> that Europe and other countries have on the United States, when? How ironic is that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's weird because like, we're so happy about U.S. men's and U.S. men prospects going to Europe, but like, are they going to be able to get back in 2021 to play games here in the states? Well, I, hopefully, <laughs> the election will go a certain way, Biden. That we'll yeah. have to worry about that too much. That we'll handle this virus better than just like, maybe everyone should get it. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? Everyone just got it. Yeah. No. Um. So there are two candidates. One has a plan. One has had months to make a plan and do something about it. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah yeah so go out there and vote register well you can't register for vote anymore last day was in the 14th but if you are registered vote vote early yeah. get your ballots yeah, in yeah. have you voted yet sasha no i applied for my uh absentee ballot okay but i will vote early uh because i just have to drop that off once i receive it but yeah you can still apply for an absentee ballot but oh speaking of voting and Ramsey County, Allianz Field will be a drop-off place for your ballots. So, pretty cool by the team to do that. And really, every stadium in big cities should be offering that. Yeah, I, I, think, I think the honestly, the stadium should go off its way and like give a, incentivize voters. But like, hey, if you drop off your ballot here, you get a pin I, or a scarf I or a patch. Don't think that is legal. Oh, you're right. Still. <laughs> we should. <laughs> the team should commit voter fraud. <laughs> well, considering California, the Republic Party just did it. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, okay. as you mentioned, we should probably... This isn't a politics podcast, but don't vote for the fascists. <laughs> uh, as you mentioned in that little blurb, Boston Martini and uh, Cristiano Ronaldo tested positive. They both play for Juventus. Remember, remember we have t- the Boston Martini plays for Juventus? He has COVID now. Um <laughs> feel sorry for him do not feel sorry for ronaldo he should probably go to nevada and figure it out yeah i'm feeling a lot like portland and uh atlanta on that one i have no pity for yeah. ronaldo <laughs> well also well atlanta also has no pity he was transferred to a different team so yeah <laughs> we do have a question from mike d oh yeah that's right that's what you mean, that's what you mean by... so a little behind the scenes here sasha type typed in the question like are we gonna talk about the question and i responded with what question because i'm a professional all right go ahead Tasha. um mike d asks how do you think the remainder of the season plays out and can mls salvage the season with all the late cancellations and postponed games 
I think we kind of covered that. I will say I do believe we'll salvage this season. Um, second part of the question is, do you think Ike and Inchi have a strained relationship? And that has to do with the mysterious absence. So Caleb? So I think the, I'll, the first part, I think we'll I'll agree with you, Sasha. I think we'll finish the season. There's no set date for the MLS Cup final. There's no, like, we have to be done by this time. And that gives us, you know, time to figure it out. Of course, you don't want to play too far to December in Minnesota or Toronto or New York City. But you can deal with that when you come to it. I mean, maybe do another bubble for the playoffs. I don't know. Just pitball on here. Um, the other question, I, didn't, I don't think so. I think we'd hear more rumblings ab- about that if there were strained relationships. I think they both want Ike to play. I think they're handling it the correct way. Um, Inchi uh, hasn't call, really called Ike out in the media. He's just like, we're respecting his privacy right now. He's, you know, day-to-day, week-to-week. And I'm, I'm sure that's coming from either the trainers and or Ike. And I feel like the communication is there with them. I think, honestly, center back is the place on the field where we're, like, the most fine. Like, Debasi is solid. I don't think his heart. Good. I don't think his heart rate has gone above sixty beats a minute on the field. He's just he always seems calm, cool, and collected. Boxy um, has really continued his form from last year, playing alongside Ike. And then Aha's a, 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 a if those two guys are A's on the team, Aha's a good B yeah. replacement. He still on scares them. me because he feels like he's a he's a running red card. <laughs> he, he, has, <laughs> he has that Calvo face sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but he also has the skill to back it up. Yeah. So that's the yeah. difference. <laughs> and he's he's, a dan- he's dangerous on uh, attacking set pieces, which I also enjoy. Like Ike was. Um, yeah. I I hope he's he gets healthy. Uh, we do know it's a health issue. I don't. We don't know any more details about it. But we want to. I don't want to speculate on here and disrespect his privacy and hope he gets better and hope he can play for the loons as soon as he feels comfortable doing so. So yeah, <laughs> what was it? Okay. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. I think it's okay that he's taking slow. Like Minnesota has, especially the Twin Cities, has some of the best medical facilities. Yeah. So they're probably getting the best advice. So if they continue to say, let's take it slowly one day at a time, that's what's best. Mm-hmm. And I want to like give props to the gaffer. I know we take a, shot, a lot of shots of him on this. He and um, Bob Bradley are in the same position with like, we have a good team that should make playoffs, but you can't keep a full bench this season because of just one thing after another. He hasn't used that too much as an out. He hasn't used that as, as an excuse. So, you know, I'll commend him for that. Yeah. And Dan, he hasn't thrown Ike under the bus whatsoever for sitting out in the tournament or sitting out the rest of the season. And that I appreciate him doing that because I think a lot of other coaches would say something. Yeah. I'm mostly thinking of Jose Mourinho, but I'm, maybe <laughs> not. I don't know. Um, if you want to ask us a question on the podcast, you can join our Patreon for $3 a month. You can join our Slack channel where that sub Slack channel is for pod questions. Um, and we, we have to answer it no matter how silly or dumb. I, I, just like the quiz. Uh, please don't test us on that. Um, also, $5 a month you just uh, gets a few extra episodes a month. Um we usually do extended this extended this extended discussions. Fuck, goddamn! I sorry, I just I, I was just like stroked out there for a second. 
<laughs> do you, do smell? you smell toast? Yeah. No, no. Why do you smell toast? No. We have extended discussions, but I think we're going to save that for another time. Uh, my LTA, let's talk about, uh, will be out later this day, maybe? Or I'll, either I'll do it after we're done recording and I'm done editing, or I'll do it tomorrow morning. Um, your LTA will be out later this month. Yep. Do you have any uh, idea what you're talking about? Yeah, I'm going to go even deeper into the, the, the D&D uh wormhole of information and start talking about the different planes of existence so if you want to get very specific <laughs> about role-playing and uh also get into the kind of the halloween theme with like some uh lovecraftian lore Ooh, uh, yeah very fun so if you're interested to you at all i talk about music on there every month um five five bucks a month gets you that uh 20 bucks a month gets you thanked the end of every episode it's our lead commissioner tier so right now hey hey dad Eric Olson, thanks for supporting the podcast on Patreon at the Lead Commissioner tier. Uh, for 50 bucks, I think you get two death spots per year. I have to double check that. Then for $1,000, Sasha, for $1,000, we will get we will... Former, fo- former podcast host and founder, Notch, to say something nice about Atlanta United. This is the one with no pity, not at Atlanta United yeah. over in Syria. <laughs> Yeah, again, Notch loves Atalanta United. <laughs> Probably. I have no idea if he does or not. But I'm going to say that. And he's not here to refute it, so it's fact now. Canon. <laughs> but we will track him down. We will find him. And we'll make him say good things about, I don't know, Joseph Martinez, maybe. Or yep. Brad Guzan. <laughs> or Frank DeBoer. <laughs> no, nah, we won't make him do that. That's crazy. That's nearly impossible to do. Well, uh, just a quick Frank DeBoer update. He's the coach of the Netherlands, and they lost their first game with him. Yeah, he has now yeah lost, I watched those games. He has now lost his first game at his last four clubs. Netherlands, Atlanta United, uh, Inter Milan, and Crystal Palace. Yeah. Um. So, good and, luck. Yeah. And they had their starters. They had, like, Virgil van Dijk and a couple other, like, Gini players. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So... so I think, no excuses. No excuses. And I think that's, yeah, sign up for the Patreon. It really helps us keep this going and it gives us more incentive to do fun stuff on the Patreon. So maybe in a future date, we'll have more either LTAs or more extended, extended discussions per month. I, I can't fucking say that. Extended, extended discussion. Nope. There's more extra episodes featuring us both talking about a, a topic for a long period of time. You heard it here, Caleb and I will have more EDs. Oh, wait, that's something else. (laughs) (laughs) All right, right, Sasha, uh, tell the people where they can find you on Twitter. You can find me at Russian Revenant. I tweet soccer stuff and silly stuff. You can find me at Real Caleb FC. Also, tweet from the handle to United Fans, TWO United Fans. Um, you can find this podcast on you know, Apple, SoundCloud, no, not SoundCloud anymore, uh, Spotify, all your podcast listening apps, outlets. outlets. Yeah. yeah. Uh, special thanks to Tectonics for these of their soon lustless as their theme music. You can find them on SoundCloud, Band Clamp, Band Clamp, Band Camp. God, I'm just, 
<laughs> I really hope Taylor's making toast upstairs, otherwise I'm fucked. <laughs> uh, find them on Bandcamp, SoundCloud, YouTube, uh, Facebook for any tour dates they might have in the future. And by tour dates, I mean small dive bars around St. Paul and Minneapolis because in, you know, 2022 or whenever live shows are a thing again. Um, thanks again to our lead commissioner and uh, Eric Olson. Hi, Dad. And all of our patrons for supporting this podcast. We'll talk to you on the Slack channel. Um, I feel like I'm missing something. Not Tuesday she does this. And I think I nailed it last week, but I didn't write anything down this week. And that is my mistake. Well, I'll just say with I'm closing, uh, until you hear from us again, stay safe, stay frosty. I, I guess stay angry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, talk to you all next week, Sasha. Next week. Feed me with your bitter lies, masquerade.